saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back. Jay Foreman, DP, middle of the 5 o'clock hour. Starting to get a little darker too quick, man. Wind's coming too. The winds have changed. Supposed to rain tonight. Yeah. Supposed to rain. Spring in October in Nebraska. But uh, back to Illinois talk. Um, It's a big opportunity. You know, I think the one thing Nebraska has to do, and especially it's a mental thing to where okay, you embarrassed yourself, didn't play up to your opportunity, you know, up to your capabilities. Mm -hmm. But then neither did Illinois. They got embarrassed against Purdue. So you can't look at it like, okay, we we can beat them because Purdue just beat the brakes off them. Mm -hmm. You have to recognize and come to terms with what you did or didn't do to the standard that you wanted and expected. And you have to actively fix it. At the same time, going parallel with that Austin and DP, is that you have to make sure that you also can magnify the weaknesses that Illinois has shown all season long. And what I mean by that is, if your game plan to go in on defense is to hold Isaiah Williams under, let's just say, 75 yards and however many catches, then you then you got to do everything impossible to do it, and you got to hold the run game under, just say under, you know, 3.5 yards to carry 3.3, and you want to get your third down percentage down. They're not going to be changing much. They're not automatically just going to come in here with, you know, Bryce Young and start throwing the ball. They just don't have the capabilities. The only thing that they can do and get to those capabilities if you don't show up prepared. Now, you can't just prepare for them like a new opponent. you got to prepare for the most important opponent, and that's yourself. It takes a lot of work and mental focus to do so. And that's where this team has to really take the reins and do it because it's a tremendous opportunity to win a game after you just getting embarrassed. But then also it's better to go into the bye week when you're doing hopefully some self scouting and pre, you know, next week scouting and all the other stuff, get, get healthy, recover and all that and make improvements after a win. It's huge. They're, they're once again, as you said, playing themselves. Yeah, well, like, yeah, that's the that's the biggest opponent. They're playing themselves. They always have played themselves. Yeah. They will continue to play themselves. Illinois is just the location and 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 the focus. But the reality is, listen, <laughs> we would have said last week. You you can we can oversimplify this. Like you you can tell me you're going to hold them to under three yards of rush, under three point three a carry, but that means you're going to have to tackle. You're going to have to be be gap responsible. You're going to have to know your fits and understand the audibles. You know, you can tell me you need to score 20 points. That means your blocks have to be sound. You got to right. run behind your pads. You got to take care of the ball and not, not misread, not try to do things you're not supposed to do. It's all the basic same stuff. It's Nebraska. 
Are you going to do the stuff that you say you're training? I think it was you that said this, Jay. If it's not, I'm going to give you credit for it. Nebraska can't take credit for other people's successes. Yeah. Nebraska yeah. didn't beat Illinois last week. Purdue did. Right. Use what Purdue did. But how do you, like you said, you know, marry it to your game playing right. what you're able to do? Because we're not Purdue. We don't have a uh, herd and or whatever his name is, uh, quarterback. We don't have their weapons. We don't run their offense, we, you know, and we don't have their defense and we don't have the circumstances because Purdue played them at home. We're playing on the road, so you know it's a toss-up game. And so, does Friday night matter to who? To Nebraska, like playing plan, Friday night, playing out on Friday. Yeah, it's a football game. Why would you? It don't matter when you play. Okay, they, they, I mean, for a team that's healing. Oh, I mean, I mean, after playing a physical game, yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, but I don't think they got. I, I, I think like after watching it, I saw a lot of bad footwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of fundamentally stuff that just kind of got out, of, got out of whack. So I don't think they got totally annihilated physically like when teams used to play, like when we played, because there's not a lot of cut blocking and stuff like that. So it's a different game. Um, I don't think it'll affect how they play. If the, it, you know, really, I think it should be a positive that they should be want they're chomping at the bit and don't have to wait another day. Now, Friday night games are just a little off because you're used to always playing on a Saturday at some point in time, eleven, two thirty, or seven. Um, so playing the night before could throw off your kind of game clock or whatever. But I don't think it should be like anything like that shouldn't be like, Oh, well, Illinois is going to win this game because of the, you know, playing a Friday game. Nebraska should be used to it too. I mean, how many years in a row have they played a Friday night game now? Well, they play, do they play two this year? Black Friday every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black Friday. Beat Rutgers in Rutgers last 14, year. On Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. And you always play, um, played Illinois um, on Friday a couple times. Yeah. I don't think if playing on Friday should affect them that much. I mean, and did it, you care when you got a, when your schedule was thrown off? Like you had to play a Monday night game and then a Sunday game? <laughs> so you're hey, not on stream hey, get there. Hey, if I had my glasses when I used to try to pull one on my dad, he would be <laughs> pulling them down. No, it don't matter, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that, like, I always look at it. I always, if I could talk to the team, I was like, listen. Now, granted, we got seven games left. Mm-hmm. Now, generally, we talk about 12. Like, you work all off season, and this is all you focus. This is what you want to do or you – what you should, what you say you want to do. Mm-hmm. You got seven games left. They're three hours each. That's 21 hours out of however many weeks, eight weeks that I need your best shot. So it don't matter what time the game is. I hope. It's not like, oh, what? I mean, yeah, you know, it could, it could have, you know, Illinois has to play on Friday too. It's not like, now it would be a disadvantage if, if, if Illinois played. Eight of the or like nine of their twelve games at on Friday night. Okay, I think that would be an advantage to them because that's just that both teams are playing on Friday night. We've already played on an odd night on a Thursday night, mm-hmm. so I think that you know we should be more prepared to prepared for it, and the team shouldn't be as like on their heels for it. They just got to go out and be the aggressive, and they got to you know go play a, a a good game of football. I wanted to ask you guys about the whole mental thing of like. I don't know what Coach Rule said that guys are just saying that they don't want to play not to make a mistake or something like that. <laughs> what was it, Austin? Yeah, guys are telling him, Coach, I'm scared to make a mistake. 
There are a couple. There are a couple of quotes from today that made my head scratch a little bit, um, and I, 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 I did because I remember. Here's my problem. I remember what coaches say, <laughs> so when they contradicted, I, I, huh? What I think what we heard you say a little while ago said the focus was on, you know, wasn't important on starting fast and it's on finishing, finishing well. I'm not worried about starting slow. I'm, I want to finish fast. I said, no, well, uh, that's not how that should go. <laughs> Especially with a new team. You can't afford for that to happen. Well, today, it flipped. And player says, yeah, we have to focus on starting fast. We can't get behind all the time and expect to finish. I know. Right. <laughs> and if, you, if the quotes cross each other all the time. Here's another quote. Uh, there's something we needed to do uh, in the sense that we didn't play our best football on Saturday. We decided we have to make up for that lost day, so we practiced Sunday. Our motto is every day, 1% better. We don't care about wins. We don't care about losses. All we care about is the tape. The tape didn't look the part, so we need to make up for it. Winning don't matter. Yeah, I don't know that. That's not literally what he means. What he means is you're putting you're you're putting your best foot forward to get put you in the best position to win. Probably didn't really mean it how, I, how it was just, taken. Right? Is that Jay is that thing, right? That when they choose you to put you in front of the microphone, hopefully right. they've prepared you. Well, who said that? <laughs> MJ Sherman. Oh, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about Here's another. saying that. Uh, we just, just we've just come out there and, and compete every game. It was bad how we came out against Michigan, but we learned from it. Not to start slow, but to start fast. If it starts slow, just keep trying to have the confidence of we're going to get this start, we're going to get this beat. Listen, <laughs> the, the, com- the thing that players repeat in public are the things that are said in private. And if you're not clear, if the player's not clear in what the coach is trying to communicate, it shows up. It shows up on the field, shows up in pressers, it shows up on social media. It's just another yeah. thing that tells me that the communication path, while I int- understand the intent, it's not landing. I it's mean, not players landing. hear what they want to hear and they regurgitate it. But, I mean, the, the theme is they know they got to start fast. They probably – told him you need to start a lot faster and however they articulate it is good to, I mean, I don't put much stock into what players say. Cause these dudes talk so much. They don't even know what they just be just talking. So I don't even really put much stock into cause they don't do probably enough listening, <laughs> you know? So I think they do a lot of hearing. They don't do a lot of listening <laughs> because you can just tell because of what probably was said and what they say. It's no different than when you coach kids and you got to, you got to follow it up with parents, right? But they don't have any parents you got to follow it up with. Taking a player's words literally doesn't really – I don't really do that. What it, What is more concerning to me is uh, – granted, when you're two and three and you get your butt smoked like that, you definitely got to coach better. Okay? Um and that just happens because sometimes you, I mean, there's been times like, well, I was just talking to somebody but when I was in Buffalo, we played San Fran. We had, we prepared hard, but then the coach was like, we got, we got, we got smoked, right? So everybody had to do better. I'm a firm believer. If we had a 
take a adult to school day mm-hmm. with them, they would be they would be shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's not on the coaches. That's on the players. Because there's some way, like, sometimes when you don't do anything, you, you got to do something versus nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like if you're struggling on pass rush, well, hey, there's YouTube out there. There's all types of stuff. You got to get after it, and you got to learn how to, you got to, the, the want to and the zest to be the best. A coach can't bring that out of you. You got to want it, man. You got to want it and you got to have that in, in internal fortitude that you want to be better than what you were. That's a want to thing. Now you can, you know, I can create, I can bring that want to out of you. Like generally your environment's like that. Or you sitting over here with me, you can, I can, you, you, all of a sudden things get a lot clearer. Now that doesn't mean I'm putting you on the milk carton and, and, and never playing you again. But look, dude, don't be too comfortable going out there and getting smoked by 40 some points. I mean, if you want an example of it, on sometimes how like you got to really push some buttons. Bo Davis, the offensive line coach from Texas, when they went up to Iowa State and lost, and that player recorded it, it was a whole bunch of cuss words and everything. But he let you know, listen, you got a problem with it, that portal's open. But if you do want to be down with it, we don't ever need to. That's the standard that you have to set. And sometimes you got to deliver the message because if I've been delivering a message. One way. And we came to a head that we got, we're down 45, nothing. Well, then I got, then you just got to see a different part of Jaden. Then you going, you know what? I'm going to give you an example. How much time we got? Okay. We had a defensive end named Eric Flowers. This is the bet. One of the best stories. I, this is one of the best stories ever. So he was a first round pick. He was supposed to be Buffalo's version of Javon Curse. This is with Greg Williams. I knew he wasn't going like, to like, we the number six defense. You trying to recreate Tennessee Titans. Or number three defense or whatever. But okay, that's fine. You knew head coach. Eric Flowers, who played New Orleans Saints, first play of the game, sack. Ain't did nothing left, nothing, nothing else. We got one game before we go into bye week. And Eric Flowers loved PlayStation and all the games. He was a gamer. Jerry Gray, who I love Jerry Gray, he used to talk in the third person. He'd be like, Jerry this, Jerry this, because he'd always say that he had he played against Jerry Rice. But he didn't say that Jerry Rice had 12 touchdowns against him. He talked about the four picks they had against him. But Jerry's always in the third person. Jerry was hot. And we had third down tapes, these big old VHS tapes. Well, the person they didn't give us the VHS tapes, and we waited 30 minutes. But they were there the next morning. He knocked them bad boys over. So we're walking out the walkthrough. <laughs> Eric Flowers was like, dang, Jerry. You act like you on, on your period, right? Jerry, I mean, it was like it didn't resonate with him yet to what was said. I was like, oh, okay, we're going to see what's going to happen with Jerry because he was kind of joking. He snapped and just went berserk on Eric. He said, I'm going to be on my period till you start making plays. And then he just was on him all day long for three weeks until he started making plays. So what I mean is sometimes you got to deliver your message as a different version of the coach to get that message across. I ain't your friend right now. We ain't buddies right now. Ain't nothing funny right now. Right? So you costing me. You no, costing me. Well, first of all, the reason why I'm going to demand it of you is because I know you're better than that. Be, 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 you know, beneath everything that their coaches, coaches are saying, they truly believe that those guys are better than the performance they put out there. 
That's really the bottom line. Yeah. And the players know it. Now you just got to pull it out of them. And also the players have got to be willing to give it to it as well. So good segment. We got a sm- we got a short segment before uh, I see my man Brett Baker over there. Get I feel back. the heat. That's it. Amon, I don't know what's wrong with Amon, but Amon gonna go ahead and take that that plunge, the nasty Stric- plunge. See Stricky ran out the yeah, door. Yeah, Amon's gonna go ahead light light his stomach up. But uh, Jay former DP, we're gonna go to a break and come right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. 